Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday, on the Athletic Podcast Network. Bruh. New York strip steak? Ooh. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! With Zach Harper and your favorite oh, athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. They got a Disney filter? Bruh. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show. That's right. What a new show, a new show name on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Chavon Edwards, Dave DeFour, Jay King, Wazi Lambre, and of course we have Jade Hoy pushing buttons, putting artwork up, putting the trailer up. This is, you guessed it, another iteration of the back-to-back podcast which came over to the athletic and all that good stuff and what we have going here is we have taken all of these incredible individual national conversations from the podcast that we have on the athletic and we're putting them all in one feed the mecca of basketball you guys remember the old true hoop days was i know you remember the true hoop days right the true hoop podcast days and it'd be like monday you get bombed tuesday wednesday you get more of a you know kind of a insidery look that's like very around the nba kind of thing and then thursday we'd nerd out and then friday was a mailbag and so every day had a different tone that's what we're doing here was we're doing that with basket buds on monday we're gonna have tampering with sam amick on tuesday we're gonna have point of contention jay do i have that correct do we have point of contention on wednesday or is it hoops adjacent on wednesday hoops adjacent on wednesday zach Hoops adjacent with David Aldridge, who's a Hall of Famer, and Wazi Lambert, who's a cultural anthropologist. That's going to be on Wednesday. <laughs> Point of contention with Ethan Strauss and Marcus Thompson, and yours truly subbing in every once in a while on Thursday. And then Friday, Dave DeFour, Seth Partnow, and Mo Dakiel bring you Nerder, she wrote. Mo is not here today. He shouldn't be here today. Until he shaves that mustache, Dave. Hey, I know um, that that's a big point of contention right now that we should bring on to the Thursday show point of contention. I got to tell you, I'm a fan of the mustache, man. I'm in. It's glorious. I've really kind of turned into Magnum P.I. All right, Dave, get out of here. Was, uh, in terms of hoops adjacent. Let's bring D.A. into the conversation here. Welcome to Hoops Adjacent. Bringing all, this, uh, all these fun topics. You guys have been, like, killing it lately. How much of that is you and how much of that is David Aldridge? I would say about 90-10. Uh, David Aldridge is a Hall of Famer. His Rolodex is second to none. Has incredible relationships around the league from players to executives to coaches to, you know, other fellow media members. So we're able to get a vast array of people to come on the show and chat with us. And it's always a good time. And, you know, if you know anything about DA, he just he's a guy that likes to hang loose. Um, and just have fun. Um, and, and I think what makes, what will make that show very fun for the listeners is just a diverse set of people that we're able to get on just off of the strength of DA being literally a legend. All right. So with how we kind of shape this thing every day of the week, Jay, you're going to get like me leading this nonsense on Monday. And I can't think of a better way to kick off a basketball week than like me throwing out stupid things and you guys trying to like kind of rein them back in. I feel like that's a good way to kick this off. That's what basketball is all about to me. This is the basketball buds. Me saying stupid stuff? Yeah, mostly. Uh, but you want to be informed. Okay. You want to be, you want to know what's going on, but you just want to have fun with it. And I, I feel like on a Monday morning, 
there's there'll be nothing better than just kind of reacting to the NBA in the way I think it should be, which is as a form of entertainment and just a blast. Basketball is my favorite thing. Trey, you know, you you've been with us for a long time. You've seen a bunch of iterations of this stuff. What I like is like and this is not to throw shade necessarily at other places, but at other platforms, you're going to get a lot of like the same the people same talking people about the talking same about things the same every things single day. Every and, single it day. and it feels like one, one conversation, conversation is the same, is the same on Friday as it was on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. But with the variety here, Trey, I feel like not only do you have a variety of voices, but you have a diversity of voices, which is not necessarily the case everywhere. Not so much. Uh-uh. Only here. It's uh, it's cool. It's cool that Jade has put this whole thing together. All right, Dave, I'm going to go back to you after your horrendous, stand by horrendous it. opinion on Moe's mustache. I, I, I stand by Dave, it. Dave, I don't want to kick you off this call. Okay? <laughs> we need you on this call. It's looking glorious. It's glorious. I've really kind of turned into Magnum P.I. Talk to us about Nerder. Like, Nerder has been... Obviously, something that, that you kind of grabbed the reins of from from Tom Haverstroh in the past, and you've made it your own. You brought in Seth, and you brought in Mo, um, and you guys have not just done basketball stuff. Like it's really like sports sciencey too. The parrot comes at me, man. It's it's on the parrot. It's not on me. This is Nerder She Wrote with your host Dave Dufour. Are you ready to be entertained? Yeah, we're just trying to look at the game from every angle possible. And I mean, obviously, we focus heavily on the game itself, not so much the stuff that's happening around it, like some of the other shows that we have on on this pod. Uh, You know, we get to do the on-court stuff. We get to do the video room stuff with Mo because, you know, he's just so talented at at actually explaining to you what is happening on any given play. And then, you know, with Seth, he taps into this whole analytics and science community that you know i I just wasn't able to do on my own and and it's a nice holistic approach to basketball and it's been a lot of fun we've we've really gotten to get a little weird with it especially during all this this hiatus time and uh, it's been fun was uh in terms of Ethan and Marcus getting together for a podcast. And they point of contention. They talk every once in a while on podcasts, right? But this is like a weekly thing. Who do you think taps out first? Definitely Ethan. Okay. Because Marcus is just, he's just got the sickest, most twisted sense of humor that's, that there is out there. Um, and I think people will enjoy that show because obviously those two guys are, are really opinionated, but I think that, Ethan and, and Marcus both do a great job of thinking outside the box. Like, um, you know, they, they're just always presenting ideas or viewpoints that I wouldn't necessarily come to on my own. And um, that's what I like the most about them. They make you, you know, go outside of what the conventional wisdom might be on any given NBA topic. Welcome to Tampering with Sam Amick. Everybody went off like I have tampered with the guy. I didn't tamper. I'm just Jay, telling for, you for tampering with, with Sam Amick, um, you know, he's going to bring in like Shams Charania, John Krasinski, Michael Lee. Uh, he'll bring in, you know, whatever reporter or, or voice in the basketball world is going to be necessary for discussion that week jason Quick, joe varden john Sharon, john krasinski i'm a little blown away by by how sam is able to like keep his pacing of the podcast so consistent because like we can kind of be all over the place but sam doesn't seem rattled by it depending on like who the guest is and that and they always find like something interesting to talk about and I just don't know that to be like something I expected from Sam. That's no shade on Sam. I just thought that like, he was going Sam. to. No, no. Sam's my guy. I would never throw shade on Bobby Sam. Bobby Texan now. <laughs> yeah, Z- Zach Harper was talking reckless. It's nice that David Aldridge gave you his number. Um, 
<laughs> but like the way they dig into stuff, like it just always stays interesting on Tampa. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of Sam's and the way he interviews people. And you can tell from his stories that he's a very good interviewer of people. And if you know Sam, he can get along with any type of person. And I think he does a really good job of of finding what's most interesting about a subject and and bringing that out and exploring it. So I'm ex- I mean this is a star-studded lineup honestly like it's an awesome awesome lineup of podcasts and the podcasters we have are just so so good that I'm I'm excited for every show in this list. Jade, what up? Time for you to tap in a little bit here. You the trailer's out. The ch- the trailer's out. It's on it's on the feed. I'm sure everyone's already listened to it already. I thought you did a phenomenal job. Felt like it could have been a little bit more me in there. I you know? You know. Was that a tough decision? It it was indeed, Zach. It was. I thought I was like, you know, it's gonna be people that complain. Zach's gonna be top of the list. <laughs> no, I liked your sections. That thing came out nice, man. I was it really is, happy it's, with that. It's spectacular. It's, yeah, it's really it's, spectacular. A, a lot of the clips like selected are not necessarily relevant to the topic that was taking place at the time and more kind of like pointed towards what we're trying to achieve here. Amick had a great one in which came from an uh, interview he did with Ethan about um, just being honest. One part that I loved, the the fellow reporter in me, is that you get to some truths that that we have not really found a way to share publicly until this point. You know, I think that's the key here about uh, the show. It's like it's real. It's going to be like all the shows are unique. They're diverse. Uh, They feature a, a vast, like, group of the most talented people I've ever worked with, honestly. And and I don't have any hesitation in saying that The Athletic has the best NBA coverage. And so, like, to be able to actually do uh, creation work with all these people is, is a blessing for me. And so I just hope that Ethan and Marcus stay on time. That's my biggest concern. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're, two of, they're two of the hardest. So if any show that's, you know, everyone else is generally good with the schedule. We were floating around a lot in the old feeds. Uh, so we're going to try to have stuff up early every day. Uh, but it, those two are possibly the two hardest people to pin down. Honestly. I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm already subbing in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Aren't you tapped for this week? I, probably. I don't know. <laughs> we I schedule because we've never done the show. It's point of contention. It's going to be a 30-minute show. It's kind of like our version of first take. I hope. I'm, I'm still selling this concept to them because even now. So the like, people what, on the pod? <laughs> what are we going to talk about next week? You what? know how they are. They're just so – both of them are yeah. very stubborn. And so um, – and and that's you know credit to them. And so, I think though ultimately I uh, didn't want to infringe on the Warriors coverage, and I think they both can think at a at a grand level. And I've been, I mean, I'm I'm always on these calls that that aren't really a pod, aren't the podcast yet, where they keep talking and talking. We did a test show, which I selected a couple of clips for the trailer. They spent the first twenty minutes talking about ice cream. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, but now what about ice cream? Well, there's a place in, in Oakland, I guess, that does like homemade ice cream. And they were going through the flavors and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm sitting here going, this, these guys, you know, I was like, are they doing this on purpose? Well, Tara's, I think, is the, it's the best ice cream place I know about. And yes. maybe nice. a little bit locally underrated because it seems a little hippy-dippy. It seems like the, it seems the top. seems like a... 
Buddha, Buddha and the, and the logo. logo. Yeah, yeah, but people no have more. associations with that where they think, oh, this is health food or this is like when you get the, the Tom's yeah, toothpaste. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the whole vibe of it is like super healthy, uh, earthy, hippie. Like, and, you know, I don't know how much people think of that when they think of ice cream. Well, people associate EC has the aesthetics people associate with great ice cream, Buddha and, the logo. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why their their lines were around the block. And that's one of the reasons why they're shut down. Buddha <laughs> and the logo. <laughs> but uh, going back to Sam, Sam Amick, uh, yeah, he's absolutely wonderful. He has uh, that twang, you know, that twang, that accent he has there. Uh, he's Just weird because uh, I think he's from the Bay Area. Yeah, well. He has Oklahoman <laughs> roots, though, you know? Okay. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he and, does talk like a cowboy. <laughs> and uh, he's one of the few people that actually could actually do a podcast on his own. He monologues very, very well. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Okay. I think he's got Stan Van Gundy on tomorrow. Stan's pretty reliable and tweeting. Yeah, he's tweeting a lot right now. Yeah, he's he's joined the uh, the old Twitterverse. Um, all right, so that's the Athletic NBA show. That's what this is. You're going to get us every single day, Monday through Friday. Instead of having to go to all these different feeds and podcast feeds, you get the five national shows right here in the mix. Again, it's Basket Buds uh, with myself and all these guys on Mondays. Uh, Tuesday, you're going to have Tampering with Sam Amick. He's going to bring in Shams Charania, John Krasinski, uh, Kavitha Davidson, Michael Lee, Kelsey Russo, like all kinds of people are going to come through the, those doors and, and talk with Sam. Wednesday, we're going to have Hoops Adjacent with Hall of Famer David Aldridge and Hall of Famer Wazni Lambre. Uh, Thursday is going to be Point of Contention <laughs> with Ethan and Ethan Strauss and Marcus Thompson, but most likely me and somebody else as those two can't be wrangled. <laughs> and then uh, Friday, Nerdishy wrote again with uh, Dave DeFour. Seth Partnow and Mo Dakiel as soon as he shaves that horrible mustache. It's glorious. I've really kind of turned into Magnum P.I. I wanted to say thank you, though, to uh, a couple people. Nick Adler, Matt Hevia, Andrew Schlecht, Mike Smeltz, who've all been uh, very, very helpful. And Stu Oler, who did the amazing artwork. Um, I simply love it. And uh, and then last but not least, of course, Alex Mather and, and Adam Hansman for uh, giving us the opportunity. Absolutely. And this is uh, this is what it's supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be a diversity of voices and nothing should feel the same every single day. That's what all the good podcasts do. So that's what we're doing here on the Athletic NBA show. Make sure you're uh, smash that subscribe, smash that like button, leave a review. If you're already subscribed, unsubscribe, resubscribe, do all that good stuff. Juice those numbers. Let's uh, let's really mess with these algorithms, guys. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Now we're all in the bubble. We're not in the bubble. We're, we're far away from the bubble. But the NBA is in the bubble. Bubble life in the NBA has been all the rage over the last three or four days. We have players making fun of food. We have players wondering about accommodations. We have players fishing. Uh, ben Simmons threw a fish onto a dock that then bounced into the water. So, Dave, what is what has been your favorite moment of this entire uh, cluster bleep of a... Uh, of a bubble life so far this week. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Andrew Schlecht actually just shared the video. Darius Baisley caught a fish today. It was it was fantastic. I, I loved watching the joy of this guy catching a fish <laughs> and being a little bit scared of this fish that was that was really fighting for his life. Sure, that was fun. I, I think we're gonna get a lot of really like wholesome fun stuff that's what we're seeing so far uh apparently dwight howard went to some dj set last night and uh he was the only one there 
<laughs> and do you think this was something where they were like, all right, yeah. everyone's going, and then Dwight was the only one not yeah. in on the joke? I, listen, as somebody who who mostly just kind of doesn't pay attention to the stuff that they're doing off the court, I have to say I've been pleasantly surprised by the uh, bubble content so far. It has been – like you can tell that a lot of these guys have missed each other. Like there's, there's – a uh, the Mavs were doing a little – mock DJ set on their balconies. Uh, It's been fun so far. I hope it, I hope it stays that way. Uh, Trey, I feel like Darius Baisley has been the, the leader in the clubhouse for bubble life so far, because like he had a, um, well, I guess as Myers Leonard refers to it, or anyone from Illinois refers to it as bags. Other people call it cornhole, but Darius Baisley was like phenomenal at this. He had a great moment, a great showdown with with Chris Paul. Then he's fishing. Like I feel like maybe the Thunder are, and specifically Darius Baisley are doing this the best. Oh man, he's bubble life MVP right now. I've been I found this account on Twitter, NBA Bubble Life. They've been on it. Yo, like, that thing blew up. I feel like I I followed it like I don't know like five thousand, six thousand followers or something like that. And the next thing I knew, it's at like twenty. 25 something like that yeah i, I took a break off this summer like I'm not summer but though with the weekend and i come back on and i see jj reddick's shotgun and beers and <laughs> like it is it, it's, it's crazy man but um the, the good thing is is they've been i guess really positive and stuff like that so um you know like it's really been fun watching the content develop every day um because you know obviously there's crazy things going on in the world and and uh you you know, this this is a it looks like a count that's promoting positive stuff. It's it's AAU, right? That's what it feels like. Oh, oh yeah, that's absolutely. A good call. That's, yeah, that's all it's looking like. It's fun yeah. camp. Like it's like a bunch of the, the guys um, seeing each other and hanging out and doing stuff that they normally wouldn't do. Um, outside of the guys complaining about the food, um, it's been great. I, I, I must say, you know what? It, yeah, I, I, I was. I, I like that. It reminds me of the movie Heavyweights. Like, not the fat camp once Ben Stiller took over, but the fat camp before that when they had, like, the big bouncy thing into the water and they were having tons of fun. Right. So, Jay, you know what, though? I think it's going to heighten the games because now you get to see your competitor every day and see that everybody has the same 24 hours. Yeah. I mean, I'm not convinced that the, the bubble will heighten the competition at all. I'm not convinced the bubble will do anything good for the sport, but I'm here for like PJ Tucker having 30 pairs of shoes in the bubble. I am here for JJ Redick sitting in an ice bath, drink shotgunning a Bud Light. I'm, I'm here for all of it. I think, I think it'll be more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. And which I thought it was just going to be like players sitting in their rooms most of the time. Um, now, it's been positive so far, but we did have a wrinkle today oh, yeah. uh, that could upset the integrity of the bubble. <laughs> and Waz, I'll go to you uh, just <laughs> randomly, of course. We apparently have had our first flyout request uh, that someone posted on Twitter. Now, this could be performative. It could be not, you know, not true. But, um, oh, look, that's not supposed to happen for a while, like a month or so, right? Look, um... This is a sex positive show. Okay. Um, I'm not going to shame the young lady no. who did that, but let's just say if it was LeBron or Kawhi or you know um, Chris Paul, you know an important NBA player that did that, I don't think that guy would have remained anonymous. So let's just say that I think it was 
Well, I that think was a, it was a, two, a so 12th man who's not going to be playing anyway. Mo Bamba, and he's like, I, Mo Bamba I need some distractions. That, Mo Bamba said that, that uh, Donovan Mitchell was wild. That was and, cold. And she, that was cold. And she said, I wish it was him. And that's exactly. when you know. Yeah. You know. You know what's going on. I, I, I know what's going on. What do you think on. was going through Mo Bamba's head when he's like, ha, ha, ha. I'm going to put Donovan Mitchell out there on blast for this one. You know what question. that is? You know what that feels like to me? That's like, that's the opposite of something Donovan Mitchell would do. So it's funny to make mm-hmm. that joke, right? Like, it wouldn't be a good joke if it was, say, Dwight Howard, just to <laughs> randomly pick a player who might, you know. Yeah, I don't know that anyone would look at it as, well, hey, never man, mind. She, she's a crisis actor <laughs> to stop LeBron's fourth ring. Oh, <laughs> oh <no>. is that <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Well, Trey, like I was feeling so positive about everything. You see all these comments and like, look, like the people in the NBA are going to try to sell this thing right now, right? There was so much concern leading up to teams getting to the bubble with coronavirus spike. I mean, what was it, like 15,000? Yesterday. Uh, cases, yeah, announced yesterday in the last 24 hours in Florida. Um, I think 1,400 of those were in, in Orange County, Florida, where, where this bubble is. Um, you know, things are still going so poorly there. Uh, and so there was a lot of pressure moving into this that, oh, man, it's going to get canceled, get canceled, get, going to get you know knocked down. We need to not do this and everything. And I still think those concerns are valid and, and should be um, you know echoed constantly throughout this whole thing to keep people focused. But, um, but you're getting a lot of like team executives, coaches and stuff, you know, outwardly impressed by how this looks and how this feels with the bubble. And I'm sure it feels maybe better than they expected at first. But at a certain point, guys, like this is still going to be a very real concern once more people get introduced in this whole thing. I mean, this was the whole the whole issue with including 22 teams instead of 16. Everybody, every single body is a potential hazard. Trey, I'm curious, like, do you think that, do you think players are worried about the the virus getting it i like it was a concern before but now that they're there do you think do you know if they're or wonder if they're if they're worried about the virus getting in or is it just kind of you can get lost in your in adjusting to this new thing and and maybe it it feels like it's on the outside and, and can't get in yeah i don't think guys are worried about it i mean i think that they got everything i would like to think uh under control these guys are getting they're like i think Hassan Whiteside said this was his 20th test um the fact that they're getting it act, having access daily gives me some type of calm and ease. Um, I think it all falls upon how how loose and reckless it gets. Um, if guys start to, like, obviously leave the campus and, and whatnot, if they have that freedom. And from what we were told, obviously they can, I guess, after a certain point. Um, but that'll 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 change everything. But as of right now, I, I like I like the I like the direction that they're going in staying safe and precaution. That's why guys aren't seen with masks because everybody's constantly tested every morning. So you'll know eventually who hasn't, you know, who who's actually picked up a positive test. But um, the whole 48-hour process and then finally being able to leave your room and practice and, you know, obviously Russell Westbrook and, and James Harden come in tonight. So that would that should be interesting too because certain guys are passing their tests and, and, and uh, being able to join their teams. Um it only see if if there's an outbreak, and I, I don't see an outbreak happening as of right now. Yeah, um, and that we're going to get basketball on July 30th. 
and Trey and Trey mentioned it earlier about JJ Reddick um shotgun in the beer. Um, I know obviously it says something about me that that was my favorite bubble life moment so far, but <laughs> it's more than just you know the frat boy lifestyle type of thing. It's like these guys are embracing it with right. a positive and upbeat attitude. Yeah. Um, which honestly has heartened me. Right. And another thing that it's shown me, it's like you get NBA players together. They have our mm-hmm. attention. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, like, like these guys are so unendingly interesting and fascinating dudes. Um, and this is before the games even start. So I found myself this weekend with just a little glimmer of positivity. Like, wow, this is actually going to seems like it's going to be more fun than I anticipated that yeah. it would be. Now real quick, uh, real no, quick. Sorry, Dave, but I just need to ask was a, question i know has been on a lot of people's minds and he mentioned that shotgunning the beer was his favorite part there are concerns over was drinking out of a gold goblet this weekend (laughs) first of all first of all that's an old picture (laughs) second of all i was drinking wine and that's what they had at that house he was at a medieval times i think (laughs) i didn't bring the goblet okay so that's not like that's not like something you bring everywhere you go where like i can only drink out of this gold (laughs) no 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 no, okay no 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 i asked i asked from some pinot noir and that's what they gave me guys don't do that to me y'all don't do that to me i'm still street (laughs) uh so i thought mo made a good point i you guys i I, i'm sure you saw the news uh a few teams canceled practice today and and i think that um like one of the things that is worthwhile to point out and and mo kind of was pretty eloquent about this teams are gonna be uh canceling practices a lot they already do during the regular season uh but in particular in this scenario where they're gonna be like you kind of have to read the room every day. How do guys feel? You got to slow that ramp up sometimes if, if you, you notice guys are going too hard. There's a lot of stuff that, that is going to come into play. Doesn't necessarily mean that someone on the team tested positive or that there's an outbreak in the bubble or, or any of that stuff. They're still going to operate a, as a professional sports organization, which means, and, you know, Doc Rivers hates practice anyway. So, like, if the Clippers. Dave, literally the first yeah. thing that came to my mind when you said that was right. the Clippers are not going to yeah, be Doc practice. Wants like, to be right. doesn't even want to play yeah. any games, much less practice. So, you know, like, just. Yeah, as, as soon as he said, as soon as I saw the Clippers weren't practicing, I. It, like I wanted to say something, but then I didn't know if there was a you know a serious reason. But I immediately thought like, oh, Doc got his yeah. time. <laughs> oh my god! Like that's yeah, what yeah. I that's what exactly. I exactly. So there there's going to be a lot of stuff that pops up like that, and so I just kind of like a general public service from Mo uh, via me uh, is yeah, don't don't read too much into this stuff, and, and you know also it's nice to just have something fun. Like like what I said, you know these guys are interesting. They're they're all in this bubble. They all know each other really, really well. And I think we're going to see as the as the rules start to relax because they're getting further and further into the process. You're going to see the guys like that came up together and, and we're going to get some interesting stuff. I, I think ESPN or or someone maybe NBA does it just like on Twitter or something. I think we're going to get a cornhole tournament televised somehow. I think it's going to happen. Oh. Okay. Right? Like we've got there's all this time. Guys are gonna be relaxing. You might as well film it. Well Yeah, that's where I, there are beers being shotgun. Let's do it. Hole is not um yeah, far let's behind. Do it. Well that that's my question. So Jay, like how how much do you think this is going to last, like this kind of 
feeling around the bubble life um, because at a certain point, like they really do have to get into this training camp, right? Like they really do have to get into practice and getting these bodies. Like you're not just going to go, you know, a hundred miles an hour day one. You do have to ease into it because your bodies just aren't ready in that way. But like, I do wonder, is it going to be a few days of this and then to business or will they find that balance? I feel like it's going to stay like this. So th- this reminds me of when I was in college. I was the shittiest college basketball player on the shittiest college basketball team in the country. But over Christmas break, we were the only people on campus pretty much. And it was the 12 basketball players, and that's it. There was nobody else. And so we would have two practices a day, and we still had 20 hours of free time per day. And so we would order dominoes. We would play you know, endless, endless video games. We would fire up The Wire, Boy Meets World, whatever else. And there was just so much time for entertainment because there's only so much time you can spend for basketball. NBA bubble life, kind of the same thing. Like, I don't think there's really too much going on for the players, but they're trying to make the best of it. And so I I think this will go on for as long as it lasts just because outside of basketball, there's, I mean, all they can do is try to have fun together. They They don't have much else. I guess I just am confused by the time. I'm confused by the time of all this stuff, right? Like none of this makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, but like, was I'm trying? I'm trying to figure out like what that schedule would even look like, or it, like, does does everyone still expect this thing to to finish? Like with a champion, I think it's gonna finish one way or another. They're just like like we've been saying in this space for weeks. They are pot committed, um, and if that means that. Teams are finishing the season with seven players left on the team. Then so be it. But they are going to finish this thing out one way or another. They're going to figure out how to do that. Now, will that end product be something that even remotely resembles NBA basketball? I don't know. But I feel very confident and certain that they're going to finish. Well, you know, it gets easier as they go along because you lose teams, right? It does. And so the hard part is is really – up until the game start, right? It's that few weeks because if someone somehow, you know, the 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 positive, the the test didn't come back positive, but they had it and they somehow got in the bubble and made it through that quarantine period inside the bubble, just somehow some fluke occurrence. The the idea is that by the time the game start in a few weeks, all of that would have been cleared up, and so and then you're going to be losing teams like every two weeks. Teams are going to be going home. Uh, the German league, you know, they just they finished their season uh, by week three. They had no positive tests. And and I know that the NBA has been following that pretty closely. So, I mean, I, I think that right now is the really the tense time for for everyone watching this and, and hoping that it succeeds, which, you know, hopefully everyone does. But uh, it's yeah. it's right now that that is really the issue. Yeah. And, and so I do think that makes sense of as we get deeper into this this restart mm-hmm. it gets easier because you do lose yeah. people um in terms of going home obviously but um but trey like once visitors get introduced into that whole thing i don't know if that i don't know if that makes me feel easier like even though you're lopping off teams as visitors get to start coming in i don't know if i feel good about again the integrity of the bubble man i wish it was i wish players were frugal <laughs> i think i heard it's thirty eight hundred dollars a guess <laughs> Woof, y'all can stay home and watch Woof. on TV, but uh, <laughs> hey, man. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to have to go through the same procedures with the daily mm-hmm. stuff. 
you know what I mean? Especially if you're going to be that close to actual, you know, the, the guys and they have to go to practice and do all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think that whoever's inviting anyone has to walk their people through the procedure. Like, look, this is what's going to happen. You're going to take a daily test and you, you know, cause obviously I think it's room and board and, and then food is covered with that 3,800. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, if you got kids, you want to see your kids and you got For a sure. wife, you want to yeah. see your wife. So, um, it has to happen because obviously, you know, for, for the mental aspect too, you know what I mean? Not, not just for fun. <laughs> I think it's been interesting too, to see what kind of weird basketball issues mm-hmm. pop up during life in the bubble. Like the Celtics, their first day there, they had to quarantine too long and weren't allowed to begin their practice at the time they were supposed to. They were an hour and a half late, only had an hour and a half on the court when they were supposed to have three hours. The next day, they practice at 9 a.m. after finishing up at 5 p.m. the night before, which is they normally like to have at least like a 24-hour break between one practice to the next to allow guys to recover. That ain't happening in Orlando because there are 22 teams that have to practice in, in limited facilities. And then the next day, they had to change gyms at the last second because some issue popped up with something. And so already three days, three for three and things that have just been like weird challenges that they would never face during regular times. And I think like coaches are a lot of the time very particular about how they build their schedules, how they hold their practices, how they do all this stuff. And now it's just like, like you guys said, an AAU tournament and things are just going to be changing on the fly and whoever adjusts the best will have an advantage. I I thought thought Ethan made a great point about, uh, in his piece uh, that came out on Friday at The Athletic. Um, talking about the obstacles that that could potentially throw this thing off course, my concerns, if I was the league, have much more to do with society at large. And, and you know, we mentioned Florida having these this massive spike in cases over the last few weeks and the government shutting things down, essentially. I think the NBA, like, it just seems like they're doing a good job. And on top of it, you know, if we can if we can get one of those players to to you know leak some of these movies that they're going to see, uh, right? Like, <laughs> just do a public service, yeah, and then maybe I'm, we can. I'm going to be furious if they get fast. They are. They're getting everything. Furious. They're just going to uh, get everything. I thought you was going to say tenant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I think yeah. that the outside stuff is going to be way more. Um, of a danger than, than what's happening in the bubble, just from what we've seen so far. I mean, the NBA, it looks like yeah. it's working. Yeah. I mean, and look, I, I still am pessimistic about this and, and I don't, I just, I don't have a feeling that it's going to finish um, in the way that everyone hopes it will. But, uh, but you know, I'm wrong about stuff all the time. So that's, that wouldn't be anything shocking for me uh, to be wrong about this. I just like, man, it, it is, there's just so much that, that could happen to get infection into that whole thing. And then once it, once it's there, like it's, it's spreading rapidly, obviously Um, the testing they're going to have to do. I mean, Dave, you you mentioned they're getting tested every day. Um, The tests there though, like they're not getting results right away, right? Like they still have some lag time on, on results. Yeah. The lab that they're dealing with, I I don't know. It's going to vary. And then, you know, my assumption is they have a, a, a separate deal. I mean, that's just how it works with the private labs. Yeah, I would assume they're paying yeah. more to get And, and it yeah, puts right. them in like tier one, which essentially puts them ahead right. of the general public. But it like, you know, which from an optics standpoint, 
could be an issue. Uh, but I know the league has been very upfront. If if they were threatening the public's access to testing, they wouldn't be doing this. And they've been assured by the labs yeah. that they're working with and the local government that that's not the case. But also, you know, a, another little side benefit of the NBA paying that extra money is that it helps drop the the actual cost of those tests. So hopefully it leads to more people getting, tested. you know, I'm being an optimist here rather than a pessimist. Right. Yeah. Um, But you know, that's the hope, but it's, it seems to, it seems like everything is kind of going according to plan, which, you know, hopefully that maintains. Um, Yeah. That coronavirus test is obviously the most important test going on right now. One of the most important tests after that, the smell test guys, and thanks to Hawthorne, you can smell good because it's important and Hawthorne smells really good and getting their cologne is easy. Waz, you take this quiz, right? You go on there, it takes like two minutes, you take this quiz and they give you like, there's like 50,000 different combinations and options you different can grab. Different variations. Yeah, and that's it specifies a lot. To what you prefer, what you like, what you need. Um, and the test is, you know, as quick as it is, it's pretty detailed in um, the questions that they're asking you. And that goes for the body wash, the shampoo, the conditioner, the colognes, the face wash, the lotions. It's it's all, um, you know, individually made for each person's needs or specifications. And to me, that's the best part of it. Right. Like it's not a one size fits all type of deal. It's custom fit to whatever you're, you know. Um, grooming and hygiene needs are. Yeah, you know, the other day, uh, my girlfriend said, she was like, oh, you smell good today. I was like, Hawthorne, baby. And she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, Hawthorne, I got this stuff. And now I don't think I'm allowed to ever go anywhere else. <laughs> I have to stick with Hawthorne because she likes it, you know? Sorry, Dove. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to all those other brands. But you know what else I like about this, Dave, as we're, as we're conscious about all of this hygiene, right? You got to keep washing. I hope people are still washing their hands constantly, but you keep, I wash my hands every time I get inside. I'm washing my hands constantly. That dries them out. But that hand lotion. Yeah. That hand lotion from Hawthorne is Absolutely. Killing. Also the face lotion. You know, as a guy with a beard, it, it, it can sometimes dry yeah. your face out, man. The face lotion is fantastic. And I've talked about this. I'm not really, I'm not like into that kind of stuff. I've never thought about what kind of soap I use or, you know, what it, we right, can tell. The de- <laughs> I mean, we can tell you know, like the deodorant. It's like uh, you know, Old Spice or whatever my dad wore when I was a kid. You know, it was just not something I thought of. the The two minute test I took with Hawthorne is the most thought I have ever put into that stuff, and uh, you know, I'm pretty happy with it. Jay, that body wash you got to get the body. Oh yeah, wash. it's great. It's uh, if you don't have, I mean, the deodorant, the body wash, the shampoo, the cologne. I got the exfoliating, um, of course, joint, and it's ugh, it's working magnificently. So uh, take a quick two minute quiz. Hawthorne tells you the two colognes that are best for you: one for work, one for play. Risk free with free shipping, free returns. So if you don't like it, send it back. You don't have to. You're not stuck with that. Uh, check out Hawthorne at Hawthorne.co. Now that's Hawthorne with an e at the end, and then .co, not .com. That's Hawthorne. Dot co use the promo code athletic you can get 10% off your first purchase that's hawthorne.co and use promo code athletic to get 10% off your purchase that's hawthorne.co uh, guys as we get back into this bubble talk um, trying to figure out which teams are going to be able to like you know kind of benefit from this um, you know we'll we'll dig into that stuff over the next couple of weeks as we try to figure out who's going to be uh, right for this, but this idea, and I know Marcus Smart talked about this today, Jay, um, of like there is no home court advantage, right? Like there are no excuses for that stuff. You're not on the road, you're not at home, you're none of that stuff. Uh, you kind of just check ball and, and go. 
Do you think that their teams are going to benefit from that the most? Uh, probably. Do I know who those are yet? No. But I, I do think that, like, this is a totally new experience for all the players. They are used to living in their homes. They are used to road trips that last at the longest 10 days. In the playoffs, they are used to two games in one place, two games in another, do it all over again somewhere else. They are used to fans in the crowd. They are used to practices designed to practice times designed to give their bodies the ultimate rest. They aren't used to any of this and nobody is. And so I do think like mental willpower is going to be strongly rewarded. I think, you know, there could be more injuries than normal. There could be obviously more illnesses with COVID-19 than normal and teams that are built to, to, you know, have replace quality replacement players and can overcome a lot of different things will be the ones that, that persevere here. But talent in the end is like what it's all about, what it always has been about. And the, the rest can change the equation a little bit, but but if you have Giannis, if you have LeBron James, if you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, that still matters more than just about anything. Yeah, I think that that the one sort of uh, scenario where you're going to see people who really benefit is like, look at the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic was playing uh, not quite on one foot, more like one and a half feet because he had that ankle injury during the season. Was It was worn out. So now he gets all that time to rest and recuperate, come back healthy. I think that that's more beneficial than than like a Portland situation where you have like Nurkic and Collins who've been out all year and now could play. So when I'm looking at, at who's gonna who's gonna benefit from the hiatus, it's definitely more along the lines of the teams where you have guys with heavy workloads getting a chance to rest. I mean, James Harden, right? Like we always talk about how he burns out in the regular season because he play. I mean, the guy plays 40 minutes a night. Like that's just what he's going to do. James, uh, LeBron James, same way. Uh, but but Harden gets to come in fresh. And and maybe we're going to see a different version of James Harden, uh, which changes his the entire trajectory of his career because we'll say, oh, so he just has too high of a workload during the regular season. It's not that he's a choker. Do you think normal party guys will benefit a lot? Like guys that are they're gonna normally sleep. They're gonna going sleep out to the strip probably. club and staying out till 3 a.m. Now they're in the bubble. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. There's, <laughs> there's still ways to get stuff get stuff done in the bubble. Ag- agree, but it's, it's not Where like there's you can just will, there's someone's, someone's going to Amazon Prime a, a poll. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but no, honestly, uh, I think guys are going to be able to save the most money they possibly ever saved in their careers. Um. And, you know, I think I think once the spoiledness gets out of the way, they'll they'll adjust and, and make their rooms homes. Yeah, Patrick Beverly seemed to have a good setup. PJ Tucker had a 85 inch <laughs> television sent to his room. <laughs> PJ Tucker have to sit has on the to moon to type, watch. Does that he thing? have some type of deal with, with StockX or Gold uh, or eBay? eBay, or something eBay. Like that? that was eBay. He signed okay. a deal with eBay. Yeah. Okay, I, I knew that 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 publicity stunt gimmick had to be tied to some kind of <laughs> commercial endeavor because yeah. that was just crazy. But have you guys listen? An 85 inch television. Have you ever used one of those guides that tells you how far to put your couch? Depending on the size of your television, no, I, guess I don't think anyone but you has, oh. man. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, I've never a, heard that before. <laughs> no, I just, so I there's just a like, website okay, that helps you do this here. stuff. 
Yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> right. Well, there's a website that helps you do this stuff, you know, for optimal viewing, right? And uh, an 85-inch television, I'm pretty sure you got to sit about 20 feet away to optimally view that. It's so massive. Hey, Dave. Here. How, how big is that hotel room? I've been around a bunch of millionaires um, in, 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 in the past decade, and I believe okay, that humble that, stunt. No. I just believe that those TVs are going to stay there. So all that stuff that's been brought in uh-huh. is going to stay yep. in that room. Oh, this so, is going to be like the Alan um, Iverson, like he NBA, just leaves oh, yeah. his clothes NBA, in the city. If you're listening, we we have a uh, we have we have. I can give you my address, and you can start sending us some of the stuff that's being left over. <laughs> okay, now I'm seeing if you have a 40 inch TV, you should be somewhere between five and 8.3 feet away from the screen. Now, I've the got, website I'm looking at says 70 inch. That's as big as they go for a 4K television, seven feet. Okay, so I've That's got seventy inches. I've got a sixty, and I'm looking at it. I feel like I'm eight feet away. Could yeah. could you imagine watching an eighty five from your no, bed? Absolutely. Well, they're not, saying man. all right, eight and a half feet for an eighty five inch television. That's the optimal. T- Is the hotel room eight and a half feet wide? Maybe it's ten feet wide. Ah, but we had one leak today. Damian oh. Lillard, his suite was pretty massive. Oh, oh, so Dave got a suite. So that's what I was going to oh. ask. Like, PJ Tucker is a glue guy, role player type. <laughs> Does he get a suite? Uh-oh. Absolutely not. I feel like it, I feel like it depends on who you're For the projects. Here. Yeah, this is... <laughs> I don't know, though. He's got $70,000 worth of sneakers with him. Uh, he gets invited to James Harden suite if he's lucky. I'm sure he probably had a rookie say, hey, I'm going to house some of my shoes in your room. Oh, man. That's the thing. I wonder. I wonder how the hazing is going. Like, <laughs> you know, obviously, uh, JJ Reddick, uh, shotgun some beer. I wonder if Zion had to bring the beer. Uh, just now I'm looking at NBA bubble life. Myers Leonard has accepted, I guess, a challenge. So he's about to shotgun a beer. Um, he I don't wasn't going to let JJ Reddick. He was not going to outgrow no, no, him. No, no, no. was not going to happen. <laughs> NBA bubble life, you know? Okay, Zach, don't get blocked. Okay. Right. Dude, also, how is Waz going to say that that was a humble stunt when, again, gold goblet picture? Oh, my uh, yeah. goodness. Yeah, I don't, go. I don't own anything gold. So. <laughs> um, I, man, I do – I do think that there's there's something to the idea that like they'll get settled in, they'll be used to this whole thing, and it and it maybe like for some for the guys that at least went to college, it will feel like the campus, you know, kind of moniker that you know that the NBA is hoping to more people use, right? Because the NBA was really pushing that. Oh, it'd be like a campus environment. It'd be like a campus environment. It's like, well, yeah, except mm-hmm. these guys can't go anywhere, right? Right. Yeah. Also, I, mean, it's I don't gonna know be- that you want it to be like a campus environment. Does Does Adam Silver know what goes on on college campuses um, these days? Flyouts. <laughs> like no, <laughs> it's fly ins. <laughs> <laughs> like oh man, I, I I I'm just thinking about the support staff over there. So um, I have a question, and because I thought I kind of felt like all right. If we're ever going to see a team come back from 03, this would be the right. environment, right? Because there is no travel. There's no you know, home court or anything of that, like that. But also on the other side of that, guys, you're down 03 and you're looking like you can go back home and you don't have to worry about this bubble anymore depending <sighs> on what your experience has been. 
Maybe I'm not saying you try to lose the game, but maybe you just don't try to survive all that much within your your NBA season. I think Man, I any lead is going to be amplified because normally, like if the lower seed falls down two zero, you go back home and you get two games at home where you have the inherent advantage. Now you fall down down two zero. There's no advantage. Like you don't you don't go home and get your fans. You're sitting there in the same gym where you got your ass whipped two times. So <laughs> so I, I I honestly think any lead will be amplified. Like normally you want to go on the road and split. Now there is no road, and so I, I think the entire rhythm of playoff series will be changed quite a bit because of that. Do you guys buy the idea that somebody could just get hot here? Like I, I think that by the time the playoffs go, the talent disparity like. You know, like Luka Doncic is not going to go off and and drag the Mavs to the finals. Yeah, Luka. I like the Rockets, honestly. I, now the Rockets—that's a different thing. I, I think that the Rockets are in that conversation for like a team that I mean, they're you know, they, if they made a conference finals, I'm not shocked. I'd be pretty surprised if the Mavs did. We got Skinny Harden, and then we got Hyper Russ. Like, so. could somebody pull a Kemba? You know, uh, with the Big East tournament, March Madness. Oh, I was going to say, I know you're not talking about a playoff thing in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. You drag no, those weak-ass Hornets. I think the series, <laughs> yeah. um, Dave, which yeah. frankly would have well, made sense. Well, that's what I wanted. Yeah. Right. Um, I think you would have seen a lot more room for that. But it's, since you still got to win four games, I, I don't exactly. think so. Yeah. I don't think so. The yeah, only that, thing I would say is if more injuries happen, if players right. do – get COVID-19, test positive for it, and have to sit out games in the playoffs, then you could see some really weird outcome. Then Luka carrying the Mavs is in play. Then, you know, the Lakers falling in round one or two is in play. Otherwise, I think the hierarchy is normally based on talent, and in the playoffs, talent wins out. I feel like... uh... Look, I'm I'm doing a, a prediction twenty predictions you can't hold against me thing for this week in the next couple of days. Um, oh, you will, I will hold them all against. No, you. no, no, no. It says it in the title. You can't hold them against me. So that's just, <laughs> I, like that's uh, as soon as you read the the headline, unless you can avoid the headline, Jay. That's the only way. I'm uh, skipping the headline. <laughs> um, but I think uh, I'm think I'm ready to go all in on a Raptors Heat conference finals. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now wow. I, I, is Giannis. What's happening in this situation? Giannis, Giannis is fine. Uh huh. It's just this is just blatant Dante Divincenzo disrespect. It <laughs> is all this is. <laughs> it is. No man, you the know what? I'm in on, in I'm in on skinny Marcus Hall. Mm-hmm. I'm in on OG. I'm with Nobi. you on the Raptors. Yeah, and the Heat. I'm with you on the Raptors. Look, the Heat. I, look, this could be dumb Heat posturing and dumb Jimmy Butler posturing, but. They weren't afraid of the Bucks in the first place when they had to go to Milwaukee or anything, right? And ba- and Bam can guard Giannis Bam, to a certain degree. Bam's good, like, or even like you have plenty of you have plenty of defenders to at least impede the pro- the progress of Giannis and have Bam as the help, right? There's a right. like, there's a lot you can do. Jimmy is the help. Like, there's a lot you can do there. And now I'm a little worried about their youth because that mm-hmm. is a young Miami team. But I just I don't know. They got they got the coaching advantage. I'm, See, I'm not Raptors a believer in the heat. In the sense that yeah. I like that the Raptors, their continuity, their cohesion, they seem to be like, of all the teams in the league, like really close-knit bunch. And, you know, to me, their greatest skill as a team is their effort level, like their ability to play at high intensity, 
pretty much all the time. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. going to bode well for them in this environment, right? Where everybody's sort of shaking out the cobwebs. Um, I think the Raptors are going to be ready to go from the first whistle. Well, and also, I mean, they did just win the title last year, right? So uh, I don't think we saw a championship hangover this year. I think losing Kawhi, it's like a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. And Kyle Lowry elevates his game for some reason when he gets a little chip on his shoulder. You know, weird phenomenon from him. But the with the Heat, man, I, I think that uh, they just rely way too much on those young guys. It's not that they have them in the rotation. I mean, they, they get a lot from them. They do. A lot. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. And I worry about that in the playoffs. But but maybe these weird circumstances, maybe the young guys are more more ready for that. That's something I hadn't even considered. Maybe, See, maybe not, the veterans are at a disadvantage. I, I'm not a Heat believer. I think they're the fifth best team in the East. To me, they just don't have enough two-way players. Like, Duncan Robinson can be an issue on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Andre Iguodala can be an issue on offense, especially if he's lost another step from when he was in Golden State. Kendrick Nunn, like, I don't trust him to be in the playoffs, what he's been for them in the regular season, which is pretty good. Tyler Hero, same thing. Like, you can attack some of those guys at at least one end of the court. I just don't see them having enough talent around Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, even though I think those two guys are fantastic to really challenge in the East as long as things are remotely normal in the bubble. Trey, join me on Heat Island. I'm there. Amin's there. Join me. Join us on, on Heat Island. Nah. I like, <laughs> I, li- I like nah. Mr. Perkins. I like Mr. Perkins in Milwaukee too much, so I'm still rocking with the Bucks. Oh. Yeah. Good soul does, food I, in I'm not. I'm not convinced that Bud's going to make the adjustments they need. He doesn't do that. Now, they've said they've I'm, said all the right things. That, oh, he's going to adjust this time. I don't see it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll I don't see. know. Hey, it's just I'm so a, hard I'm a loyalist, to go against, man. I'm a loyalist. It's just it's so hard to go against a team that has just been the best. Like they've been the best team in the league from the jump, and it's just really hard for my brain to go away from that once it gets to the playoffs. Just you wait. And, until and the, even though we saw it. I know. We saw no, it. And you and I, we talked about it just, last year. Did, we saw Dave, Bud, Bud just, chickened out on changing the yeah, plan. Just I know. you wait until a little upstart led by Jamal Crawford and Michael Beasley comes in there and wrecks the Bucks in the first round, okay? America's <laughs> just team. Just you wait. Watched, They're going to fall the, the easy sizzle reel last night, and I was just like, Oh, man, it sizzles, baby. Doing? It sizzles. Jamal Christ. Crawford said it best. I didn't turn 40. I turned 20 twice. <laughs> That's a bar. That is a bar. Also, don't tell anyone... All right, everyone, that's going to do it for the... Jade, cut that joke out. That can't, that can't make it. I made the, the big eyes emoji with my with my face. That's where that, that joke... Uh, uh, all right. Good grief. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to the Athletic NBA show. This is Basket Buzz. You're going to get tampering tomorrow. You're going to get hoops adjacent on Wednesday. You're going to get point of contention, hopefully with Ethan Strauss and Marcus Thompson on Thursday. You're going to get Nerd Wrote on Friday. Make sure you are commenting on the app if you're a subscriber to The Athletic. Thank you for subscribing. Comment on the app. Let us know how we're doing. If you're not a subscriber, subscribe to The Athletic. It's a great time. You get the best NBA coverage from both written and podcast. And uh, for Trevon Edwards, for Dave DeFore, Wazi Lambert, Jay King, Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked in on The Athletic Podcast Keep Network. Keep it locked in on The Athletic Podcast Network.